I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The following program has been pre-recorded. Ron and Anian. You ever see those cartoons where they're cutting down the trees and the, the character is sitting on the tree limb and he's sawing off the limb? That was me. What an imbecile. What an ultramaroon. The car doctor. And as I was sitting in the emergency room at quarter to four, I'm thinking, yeah, this is why they say four o'clock's the witching hour in a repair shop. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. What a maroon. It really was a maroon move there. Cutting my hand open last week and uh, the seven stitches, which are healing nicely, by the way. I know everybody, I've gotten a lot of well-wishers and and, and, and you hope you feel better stuff. And um, I'm, I'm on the road to recovery. And I have to be, listen, I, have to, I had to be in the shop Monday to fix cars. And, you know, I, I think that's where this week's show is going to start. We're going to talk about fixing cars because... You know, when they ask me why, why do I do it? Why did I do it? I think it's going to be for reasons like this. The 05 Mercury that we're hanging the exhaust on, the system is really badly rusted and rotted. And this isn't a conversation about is it worth fixing. It's somebody's means of transportation. She's almost 91 years old. This is her last car. She loves this car. She understands this car. It fits her. You put her in something newer, it's going to be all electronic, all computer, and it'll completely obliterate her and prevent her from wanting to drive because it does get to be confusing. So we've got to fix Mary's Montego. And it was going well in the exhaust. Once we got past the part where I cut my hand open and, you know, now we're down to we've got to change the two front catalytic converters, which have rotted out. And three of the four bolts came right out. Gee, we're on our way. Hooray. And then we got to that fourth bolt snap. 
and you know we heated it and i worked it and i worked all of them and you know my usual bag of tricks was working and i got three of the four out and then that last one somewhere around halfway and it just started to lock up and you know it's funny metal does this funny thing where it starts to grab and snag and you can't turn it the other way you can't turn it this way and all of a sudden snap and you're done so now you have to, we're underneath the car, I'm underneath the car, and I'm, I'm, I have to drill out a bolt that's in an exhaust manifold that I have to lay over the top of the cross member that I can't reach, and I'm at about a 45-degree angle off-center, uphill at another compound angle. It's like in the worst possible spot. Listen, do, do you ever break an exhaust manifold stud in a good spot? Somewhere around this time as I was sorting through it, my friend Jeff walked in the door, and, and, and Jeff is a character unto himself. He's he's sort of like the, um, uh, you know, he's just, he's just, he could tell you how many gear teeth were cut into a clock made in 1892 and the angle of the tooth of the clock that was at the Lincoln Tunnel that, you know, welcomed people with the Chevrolet banner underneath it. I mean, he's one-cylinder engines and the farm engines and just just a, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but Jeff is, Jeff is a mechanical savant, I think is the word when I think of Jeff, right? Real old school, real, you know, nuts and bolts mechanic. Jeff saw what I was going through. Oh, we, we, we're going to, so now I've got a helper. All right. But you love that, right? It's sort of like at the carnival where it's, you know, hey, Rube, and everybody comes running. And then, out of the blue, Chuck shows up. Chuck is almost 81 years old. He's the gentleman that painted the hot rod. He painted black, too, some 10 years ago, and it's been a it's been a love-love relationship with Chuck and I for the past 10, 12 years, as long as I know him. And naturally, you've got the three guys that, you know, worked on the hot rod together, and now we're together again under this mercury solving more problems so you know we had that monday morning confab conversation about how are we going to do this and you know for all the tools i have i just don't have enough and i found that out on monday i didn't have an air regulator to, to adjust the air speed on the right angle drill because we wanted to go in at a real slow speed so we had the right bits we had a nice cobalt bit a left-handed twist and we just had to slow the airspeed down. So I grabbed the air hose, and I pinched it shut. Jeff drilled. I'd pinch the hose. He would hold the drill at wide open throttle, and I would regulate the speed by opening and closing the air hose to put more air to it. And Chuck sat there with a Dixie cup filled with cutting oil that we use on pipe threads, and every once in a while, Jeff would turn around. We'd put a little oil on the drill, and, zip, and 45 minutes later, the, the bit was out and good and clean. And that's the kind of stuff that makes auto repair exciting. That's the kind of stuff that makes you sit there and say, this is why you do it, right? To do the impossible, but the, the teamwork and the camaraderie. And you know what? At the very least, at the next couple of cruise nights over over a, an adult beverage and a slice of pizza, we'll have something to laugh about how it, it, it came together again and we made it work. Of course, I turned around and I said, you guys ready to build another car? And that's when they left. Let's uh, let's kick the garage door. I guess, I don't know. I just, you know, why do all these things happen? They figured it was safe. I'd already hurt myself the week before, so all the danger was gone. Let's get the phones going today as we uh, kick this hour of the car doctor open. Let's go to Bruce in Kentucky, 2021 Toyota Tacoma. Bruce, what's on your mind? How can I help? Welcome aboard. Hey, hey Ron. Um, oh, I um, bought a um, new uh 2021 toyota tacoma back nice truck. in december nice truck uh it, it it really is i mean i the first new vehicle i ever owned um 
I uh, took it to the dealer for the 5,000-mile service, uh, which I thought was going to be an oil change, but it turned out to be tire rotation inspection, tightening different things up and checking torque on things. And uh, when it was done, uh, they, you know, picked up the truck and said, oh, I'll see you back in uh, uh, 5,000 miles and made an appointment. And uh, I said, "Uh, did you change the oils? They said, no. I said, the oil is good for 10,000 miles. It's synthetic oil. And uh, I've listened to your podcast for years now, and I'm concerned about the 10,000-mile oil change me too i am too brother let me ask you a couple of questions do you own it or lease it no it's 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 i own it okay and then who's paying for the service the five thousand mile service who paid for it you or toyota no it's it's toyota the first uh first two years of service is free Aha. Uh-huh. so what your question to them you know and i listen i think it's nonsense i really do I would change the oil every 5,000 miles. There's, there's, there's no magic fluid in the world anymore, uh, you know, to the point that not only is the, the oil, uh, you know, good synthetic oils today are five to 7,000 miles, but then there's also whose oil filter is it? I don't know of a manufacturer's filter that safely goes to 10,000 miles. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I haven't read the report. I haven't seen anything anywhere. You know, when I talk to my guys at Toyota, and you know, listen, mechanics talk. We're 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 just you know we're 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 gossip organization, I guess, to a degree. How did you do this? How do you do that? What's new? What's changing? What's different? And still, 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 the mechanics I know they all change their oil every five thousand. Toyota filters, Wix filters, whoever's filter it is, it doesn't matter. I think I think the key is because you're getting it for free. And this is what they're going to stand behind. You, you, you got to understand, all right? Um, the dealership is, and listen, they're they're following Toyota's lead, but they're kind of going along the lines of the vehicle doesn't need any maintenance. It'll never break. It'll run 100,000 miles. Oh, by the way, Bruce, now you need a new truck. You know, it's got 100,000 miles on it. It's starting to burn a little oil. You didn't really take good care of it. You know, maybe we should have changed the oil a little sooner. Uh, you know, it's it's funny how those conversations seem to change. I bet they'd be willing to change it if you wanted to pay for the oil change, and you probably would, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't, don't have a problem with that. I just, uh, you know, I, I've always thought that uh, when the manufacturer says, um, you know, at 30,000 miles you do this service, at, you know, 50,000 you do this, and, and so forth, and um, so I, I guess I'm trying to uh, follow the right the being a good good customer, doing what I'm told. I, I you know I want to drive this truck to three hundred thousand miles you know, at least. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And you know, so motor oil has a finite life. Uh, you know, pick a flavor. Okay, pick anybody's oil. They all put their own additives in it. They're all engineered for this and that, and they're all going to design to make it go the distance, all right? I know of no oil manufacturer that's going to tell you, no, changing the oil more often is bad for it. I've never heard that. They might say it's a waste of money. They might say you're, you're, you're doing something that's not necessary. 
But my argument has been, and listen, my my mantra is based on 45, almost 46 years of auto repair, and I think I've seen it all until I get and see it the next day. And my experience has been the guy that changes oil on a regular basis based on the type of oil and the type of environment it's operating in is the guy that gets that vehicle to 300000 I would just I would just pay for an oil change, bottom line. Right. I would just, you know, well, I would just, you know. Listen, Tom Ray, my producer... His 2015 Escape has 285,000 miles on it. He's changed the oil every 5,000, synthetic oil. His other Ford Escape, his 2010, has, I don't know, 250, uh, 260, something like that. He's changed the oil every 5,000 miles. That car runs so well that he's given it to his daughter, Sarah. Dr. Sarah, we now have to call her. She's gonna, she's becoming a, a, a veterinarian doctor this weekend and you know it's oil is still the cheapest thing and and you know here's the other thing and here's where i'll leave it bruce okay and i would go back to toyota and ask them is the oil filter they're putting on the car for the ten thousand mile oil change interval the same as the one that they used for the three four and five thousand mile oil change interval have they improved the filter because i don't think they have and if they haven't, then what are they trying to do? They're just trying to follow a manufacturer's guideline to go by the book. And taking care of a car by the book usually means the book falls on you and hurts your foot when it hits it. All right? But I'll I'll I'll, yes, I'll, 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 I'll leave it here, okay? Go to them and ask them, could you pay for an oil change? Synthetic oil, a Toyota filter. I guarantee you they'll say yes. All right? And the fact that you're taking yes, better um, the fact that you're taking better care of it now will pay dividends later on. The worst that happens is you do an extra oil change or two a year, and you drive the vehicle to the 300,000-mile mark. All right? My experience has been the 10,000-mile oil change, in most cases, doesn't work. Somebody out there proved me wrong. Thanks, Bruce. I appreciate the call, and if you need anything else, I'm here for you, brother. I understand your pain, and uh, I'm sorry you're going through it. 855-560-9900. Ron and the car doctor at your service. Back right after this. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. Come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What's more fun than listening to Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor and getting that car fixed right? 855-560-9900. Give Ron a call. Now, back to Ron. You know, and I and I should point out, right, all the fun of cruising and hot rods and, and summer nights under the warm under the warm air and uh, things like that. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be joined by Joe Rutledge. Joe is the ultimate gearhead, a, a car aficionado like you can't believe, uh, who probably has more information stuffed in his head about hot rods and performance than anybody you've ever met. Joe's just a great all-around car guy. We're going to talk to him a little bit about, you know, summer cruising and, and, and waking up the hot rod and uh, things you can do for performance on, on new and old cars. Joe's knowledgeable about all of it. We're talking to Joe down around the bottom of the hour about that, and then at the top of the next hour, we've got uh, we've got some great interviews as well. Chris Lewis from ATG and uh, Chuck Wanamaker from the Waldwick Car Show that goes on every year. I'm going to talk about hot, hot rods and cars there too. So we've got a very diverse hour coming up your way. Um, let's go over and talk to Dan, Minnesota, in the uh, 0303 Old Alero. Dan, welcome to the Car Doctor. How can I help? Oh hello, yes, uh, yeah. I've, uh, my it's my niece's car. It's okay. a 2003 Oldsmobile. Um, we've discovered that it's got a bad fuel pump. It quit uh, uh, on her. What we can do is you can beat on the gas tank with a ball peen or a right. rubber mallet and turn the key, and it'll fire and run. And as soon as you stop, it quits. Okay. And so we're going to pull the fuel pump, right, and check that out. But the tank is full of gas, and I've tried uh, other than. Uh, well, I don't know how to get to drain the tank. I've tried siphoning. There's some sort of a block in the line to prevent that. I've tried different size hoses. Right. And you're, 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 yeah, you're going to find because there's all kinds of baffles down in the tank. So unless you can get something thin enough down there and start a siphon, you're really not going to be able to. Obviously, you know, the tank has to come out to do the pump. Right. Right. The other trick I looked at is there's a Schrader valve on the fuel line, on the supply line to the engine. Um, it looks like they may use that for checking fuel pressure or Correct. something like that. Right. Um, and I can take that, that core out and I can, I can 
pull on it with a sucking on it with a hose. Well, and I can get a little bit of fuel in there, but it won't stay. I won't get it. There's not enough there to right. You're not going to be able to create enough. So let me ask you this: Is the pump completely dead? Uh, it only it's dead as long as you beat on the tank with a rubber mallet. It'll 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 pump, but as soon okay. as you stop, it quits. So you have to keep beating on the tank to get the pump to move. You have to keep keep beating on the tank. Yeah, brother, what pain! You, you know, I was gonna say yeah. if, I was gonna say if you just ran a power and ground to the pump connection and banged it once and it would run, just run it and siphon it out that way. You know, short yeah. of short of that, you've got to drop the tank, and on your back, that's no easy trick. And I'm just wondering, you know, I've never, I can't say that I've seen a fuel pump fail where you have to bang on it like that to get it to to get it to run. I'm wondering if the fuel is somehow contaminated or something else is in there, but I guess you'll find that out when you get the tank down. Do you have a floor jack, yeah. Dan? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. How about a I've got a floor how, jack. How about if you get the how about if you get the tank secure, okay? Uh you know, or get the vehicle secure up in the air, get yourself as much height as you can, you know, jack stands and all, let's work safe. And if we made an uh, improvisational, you know, gas tank handler out of a sheet of you know three quarter inch or inch thick plywood, bolt it to the top of the floor jack, take the straps off, use the floor jack to lower it, and at least get it down so you're not laying this gas tank with you know twenty gallons, hundred and fifty pounds on your chest, and then you can kind of wiggle it out from underneath, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm thinking this weekend I'm going to be uh, giving it a giving it to try. I've right. got a couple of different ideas, but I found a. Uh, Found a fuel pump, a, a, tr- a fuel transfer pump that I was going to try to hook to that um, fuel pressure line, but uh, I don't know if that's going to work. And if, if otherwise, it's going to be the brute force method of lowering the tank and hopefully not tipping it and dumping gas everywhere. I mean, if instead of pulling it out through the Schrader, if you've got a transfer pump that will pull, that will suck. How about we go to the the quick disconnect for the fuel line, which will be at the back of the engine. And, you know, okay. dis- disconnect it. Go down to your local auto parts store. You got an O'Reilly Auto Parts near you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, no, right nearby. Okay. Go in there and tell them you're looking for a fuel line connection for that particular car, but you're looking for the opposite of whatever the line is. They make fuel line repair kits. Dorman actually makes fuel line repair kits with the couplings. So what if you, what if you disconnect it at the injector rail, hook the line up, there, the opposite of whatever you take apart going towards the tank and hook your transfer pump up to that nylon hose with the fitting on it, right? You're not going to hurt anything on the car. You can reconnect it, and right. then you've got the ability to pull on it and maybe get the fuel out. Listen, it'll cost you probably $20, $25 bucks for the for the fuel line connections. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know, it's back to the oh, well, plywood and yeah. the floor jack, right? Uh, and you know, just yeah, brute just, force method. <laughs> yeah, and just one last thing. You know, you looked in the trunk. You're positive there's no access plate there, right? No, there's no access plate. Okay. I actually um, looked behind the uh, the uh, in the, the rear seat too. Right. Right, under the back seat, because sometimes there. they hide them. Sometimes the procedure says one thing and it does another. That's where you're headed, Dan. Good luck to you. And like I said, um, be safe, work safe. I'm Ron Anini, the car doctor. Coming up next, Joe Rutledge. A really great car guy and a whole bunch of fun to talk to. I've known Joe and talked to him over the years, and uh, we're looking forward to this conversation. Come on back and join us. I'm Ron Anini, The Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. 
love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. We're on the the car doctor. You know, back in the day when dirt was invented, God was young and the car doctor was just learning how to fix cars. You know, good mechanics were created by the guy that, you know, worked on his car and tuned his car and modified his car and made it run better and made it handle better. And that hasn't changed in the million years since I was a youngster. I've just seen the industry evolve and, and grow to the point, and I'm talking about the automotive aftermarket, to the point that today it seems like you can modify anything and make anything run better. And as we're getting into the summer cruising season, right, we're all coming out of this pandemic. We're all looking to take our cars out if we've got one or maybe get one and do something with it. I thought I'd go to a, 
a friend of mine and, a, and an industry expert. I consider Joe probably one of the most knowledgeable guys for aftermarket performance. And uh, we can even get him to walk on water since I'm building him up here, and I'll get him even more nervous. And uh, <laughs> welcome aboard, Joe. Thanks for taking the time today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, Joe, the first car, I always ask this to car guys because I think it's an interesting story for the listeners. Um, the first car you modified, what was the first car that lit Joe's fire? Well, my first car, I had, I'm embarrassed to tell you, was an 850 Fiat at 16, but that didn't last very long because, uh, unfortunately, it was in an accident. But then the second car I, I ended up acquiring was a, a 69 AMX. I was very fortunate to find one locally. A uh, person gave up on it, and I was able to grab it and put it back to life, you know, change some stuff on it, and made it a really nice car. Yeah, and what was it about that car? Was it the budget, or you just, like, you looked at that car and said, boy, i got to have it? Actually, I chased it. What happened was the gentleman who owned it uh, gave up on it and was kind of like a project that got, you know, stranded. And uh, I was able to, after many weeks of convincing, I was able to buy the car for a you know, price that I could afford, obviously. So he was very kind and uh, was willing to let me take the car from him, and I was able to grab the car, and, you know, it wasn't really that bad. It just needed some tender, loving care, a good set of tires, good set of wheels, and then right. uh, one thing leads to another, and you end up modifying them. Do you see that a lot, Joe, you know, that people start projects and, and they kind of get in over their head? You know, you see it a lot anymore just because of the fact that, you know, things get in the way, right? Life changes, things yep. change, yep. and people buy a car and they have, you know, big dreams. One thing I think that's really helped, it's, it's crazy to say, that, but the pandemic has brought a lot of life back into some of the projects that have been stalled for many years. You see more and more people now digging the old project out of the, car, out of the garage and, and trying to finish it, and it's been really exciting to see those cars come out on the street now. Yeah, maybe it's just they wanted, you know, the, the pandemic has definitely brought families closer together, but maybe after a while it's, oh, this is a little too much. I'm going out into the garage, honey. I'll see you in a couple hours. Uh, you know, maybe it became yeah. that. Uh, no, and I think, you know, people, like like you said, families, you know, there's not a lot going on right now, right? You can't. There wasn't a lot going on last year, I should say. And, uh, you know, people found different things. And, you know, you see now a lot of my friends have younger sons that haven't been in the really into the car scene. But now because there's not a lot going on, they kind of followed that in the garage. Next thing you know, you got a couple new new fans and hopefully it'll you know, perpetuate our industry for another, you know, 20 or 30 years. Joe, you know, you just said something that really hits home, and it's it's how mechanics were made, right, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. They, they followed dad, or they were, you know, the dads were doing performance, and then the younger kids got into it, and there was no handheld phones. There was no more buttons, you know, with the buttons. You know, as we say, everybody's walking. Everybody walks with their head down with a phone in their hand going, mm. but, you know, it's, it's, there's something about that connection when you fixed a mechanical problem or in this day and age, an electronic problem. And in a way, parents can, might define a, a, a kid's career path taking them to a car show or modifying a car with them or giving them the nudge in a direction that perhaps something that they'll enjoy the rest of their lives, right? You know, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, my son happens to be an engineer. He was, and he, you know, I think because of my involvement in cars and well, yeah, look, look, look at his cars. father, Joe. I can understand that, <laughs> right? <laughs> look, where, look who his father is. So, um, well, you know, when you have the ambition like that and you have people that are around you, I think you find things that are different, right? So, Cars became something that was second nature to him, but it became a love of his, too. And, you know, he became an engineer because of some of the things he started finding out. Like, you know, he wanted to know about gear ratio. He was very inquisitive when they're younger. So it's really easy to, to kind of get them into different things. And if you're, you know, if you're, if you're into cars, 
there's a, a world of information there that you know becomes electronics. You can become an engineer. You can become a mechanic. You can, I mean, there's so much that you can learn from being in the automotive industry or even around cars. Right, and just and just I've I've always said some of the best mechanics possess the most common sense in the world because they they look yeah, at I things mean, as to know, why it broke and they understand it. Yeah, um, it makes you you know, learn about other things. I mean, there's a lot you can. There's a lot of knowledge when you start to find something. I think the, the sense of achievement once you get something fixed or you you be able to improve it, I think that becomes a sense of a, of improvement, and I think it's it makes you feel like you've, you've accomplished something. Right. It gives you a sense of self worth. It, 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 yeah. You know, you can hold your head up and look what I did. So yeah. uh, you know, to that point, Joe, you look at modern day muscle cars the factory is making. It seems like it's not, except for the price tag on some of these cars, it seems like it's 1969 all over again. You know, Challengers, Camaros, Mustangs. Can you modify yeah, those cars like we modified them back then? Yeah, you can. It's just it, the industry has obviously evolved, right? You, you know, the factories have given us some really great platforms. I mean, you know, years ago, you, I mean, who would ever dream that you'd get by a car from the factory would have 700 horsepower? And a lot of people say, like, why do you need more? And the, a car guy will always answer, because you can, right? I mean, it's just you want to personalize that car for what you like. And not everybody has the same taste. Like it's, you know, some guys like chrome wheels, some guys like black wheels. It doesn't matter as long as you're making that car what you feel and what you want to be seen in. I mean, everybody has that image of what they like, of what they want to be seen in. I think, you know, our industry, you know, fortunately gives you that those choices. You know, do you do you see guys making big changes to these 700 horsepower cars or 700 horsepower fast enough? You know, it's funny. It's never enough, right? If you're a car guy, I think what happens is a lot of people get that car, and they they think, "Oh, I'm never going to do anything to it." And then one thing leads to another. You're on the internet. You you know, you see your buddy's car. You see a car go past, and then you say, "Like, wow, I'd like to have those wheels." Or you go to a car show, and a guy opens a hood, and you go, "Like, wow, that's a really nice you know cold air intake kit." Or, "Hey, where'd you get that exhaust system?" I think you know one thing always leads to another. When you're a car guy, you find. Your your views of, of of the car is different, right? You start to look, you notice things more and more about your car that you own, right. and you always want to make it different and make it your own. So, in our industry, that gives us the ability to change it and make it what I consider better, right? Because right. it's yours. Yeah, yeah, right. It's it it says you. Um, yes, you know exactly. it's, it says you. Hey, Joe, we're going to pull over and take a pause. When we come back. I want to tell you a story about my friend Jimmy Shelby, as he calls it, Blue. Blue is always trying to kill him as he drives it, and then we'll kind of reference that to newer cars. So sit tight, if you would, please. I'm Ron Anini, the car doctor. I'm here with Joe, Joe Joe Rutledge. Sorry about that, Joe. I'm here with Joe Rutledge, all-around good car guy and a personal friend. We enjoy talking to Joe from time to time. And uh, we'll both be back right after this. Don't go away. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Check the backseat. Check the back seat. Hi, right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I'm like a leaf and it ain't no wonder. Welcome back. We're on the end of the car doctor. We're joined this hour by Joe Rutledge, all around good car guy. And Joe and I are just chatting it up about, you know, hot rods, old and new and, and, and things you can do and things that he's done and what he's seen people do. Joe, when we pulled away, I was I was thinking about my friend Jimmy. Jimmy's got an original 66 Shelby GT uh, 350. And, you know, Jimmy calls it blue because she's blue. She's blue with white stripes. Remember those cars? And, oh, yeah. and, you know, I say, Jimmy, you know, what is it about blue that's so exciting after, you know, he's had the car since 1969. That's how long he's had blue. And he said, you know, when you take blue out, she's always trying to kill you. If you're not paying attention, she says, look at that telephone pole. I can put you right into that pole if you're not careful because you don't respect the horsepower and the the steering or the lack thereof or the stopping ability or the lack thereof because it's an original GT car. And you you look at those new Mustang Shelbys that are, what, six, seven hundred horsepower and you can drive them one finger at, you know, 100 miles an hour with the air conditioning on and the stereo blasting. And is that a problem? (laughs) You know, and. and, yeah, I mean, like, when you get a, a car that has that kind of power, obviously, you know, you have to prepare for it. And the new Mustangs, and, and pretty much any car, like Ford, Dodge, or Chevy, I mean, they're all coming out with some pretty pretty high-horsepower cars, to, as you know, as we know them, and they make them really well, right? So they've prepared good steering, good brakes, and I think that's always important when you have a car with that kind of horsepower. It's good to go fast, but you best better be able to stop when you right. when you can. And, you know, all that stuff is, is really important, and, you know, there's... They've made it. They made the car so nice and so drivable that it's almost scary to think that they have that kind of horsepower. And it's it's it's. And I guess my point becomes. Not I guess I know my point becomes that the new cars 
are just as fast, but they may not have that same bark and bite feel, but you can make them even faster. You know, are there simple bolt-ons if you want to improve the performance and handling of, let's say, that, that, that new car that rolls out of the showroom? Is there anything you can do to it quick and easy? Yeah, there's, there's lots of things you can do, but you also have to remember we have to do it legally today because, right. uh, you know, there is some things that, you know, there's regulations like in anything, and, you know, EPA has been very active lately, and we have to all be careful with that because we do want to preserve our planet for the future, right? So, yep. But there is a lot of the companies now that have come out with parts like, you know, there's tuners that you can buy that can, you know, make the drivability of your car much much better than it was when you first bought it. You can change, you know, tires. Well, when you change tires, you change the speedometer. The tuner com- can come back and, and readjust that for you, and it's legal. Like, the tunes are EPA-approved in most cases, and you can buy those and install them yourself in your driveway. You don't have to have you know, a dyno cell like we would have back in the day where you'd have to find out how much horsepower it is. The tuner's already pre-programmed for you, and you can do that. There's uh, cold air kits that are, you know, emission certified. You know, all that stuff is basically bolt-on that you can do it in your driveway, and, you know, you feel that sense of accomplishment like, you've, like you did when you had your old 69 car, you know, 69 Mustang. Right, so and, you, and you've made that car available. yours, right? You've made that car yeah. yours. That's your, that, that car says Joe, in a yeah. sense. It's I mean, taken on your personality. And there's also, you know, we look at wheels and tires. It's probably the most visual part of the car that you, you would change, right? Everybody looks, when they get a car, the first three things that's the most popular today is a set of wheels and tires, usually followed by an exhaust system, and then immediately followed by a cold air kit and maybe a tuner right. to top it all off. And then you've really made some really nice improvements on your car that's fun, legal, and you can pretty much do it yourself. How how big of a business, Joe, is the aftermarket parts industry? You know, can we? Is there a dollar number? Do you know off the top of your head? It's huge, right? I believe in 2020, the aftermarket industry, by the way, SEMA's reports is about 40 billion dollars, and wow. they see they feel that it's going to grow in the next few years. So, and I can see that because with all the new cars coming out, and you know, the cars you're seeing that have come out of the garages lately. I could see it being, you know, continuing because the OEs have given us some good platforms to improve on, and I think that's there for the future. And and suffice it to say, Joe, as we wrap it up, you can have performance today. You can meet emissions levels, and you know, in other words, it really doesn't pay to disable emission controls because it's unnecessary. You're hurting the planet. You're not making the car any faster. In a lot of cases, the cars run faster with all their emission controls on them, right? Right, and that's the nice part about you know. The first thing is you want to have your car legal, right? Because that's the main thing. The worst thing you can do is take a beautiful car that you just spent, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars for, and find out that the the guy who tuned your car, you know, put an illegal tune in it, and then you you know you have all kinds of different problems. Right. You know, the best thing is to do a little bit of homework, get on these the forms like you know Ford Mustang forms. There's LS forms. There's you know uh, Chrysler forms. All those inform all those sources are information that you can compare your notes. Do a little bit of homework and talk to the guys in your local areas. You know, go into your speed shops and your your auto parts stores. Find out what's legal and and then you know come to guys like you that you can that do work every day and find out what's the legal parts that you can do. You know, Joe, I couldn't have said it better. Listen, my friend, I want you to get out there and do some cruising this summer. Um, I want you to go have a good time. I appreciate you taking the time today. And, no problem. Uh, I appreciate you having me. Oh, uh, listen, anytime, and you're always welcome back. Can I can I get you to promise one thing? As you see the next new and exciting thing, because you'll be one of the first to see it. You come back and tell us about it in the fall, maybe. You got you got my promise. Okay, thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. You take good care. You got it. Uh, I'm Ron Anning, the car doctor, and uh, we'll both be back. Well, I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. 
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand, when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. Once again, thanks to Joe Rutledge. Always good to talk to Joe. We finally got him up here on air and just some real good, solid information about cars and uh, how things have changed. And you know what? As much as they change, they stay the same. You can tune your car, whether it's new or old. There's just ways to do it. I want to just finish up the hour talking about a letter I received this week, an email from Mike, who wrote in, Good morning, Ron. I'm taking a few moments to enjoy a good cup of coffee and listen to your show. A retired lady called in. We had a, a woman call in last week, if I were to venture to guess, from Illinois with a Lincoln that needed an engine, the 08 Lincoln MKZ, I think it was, that the engine had seized, and she needed to have an engine installed in the car. And Mike goes on to point out, she questioned you as to having her car towed to another place for a second opinion. Basically, your response 
was not to do this as she would just get the same advice she had originally received. Ron, frequently you bring up physicians and the relationship they have with their patients as a similarity of mechanics in a relationship they should have with their customers. Many times in the medical world, a second opinion is valued and, quite frankly, needed it. No offense to the original physician. Absolutely 100% agree. I'm no master mechanic, Ron. However, I would say any major engine work or engine replacement would be similar to heart surgery or heart transplant. I would never in a million years go for the heart surgery or transplant with only one doctor's recommendation. I realize the retired lady had stretched funds, but perhaps another mechanic may have found a different route to take that would be more cost-effective for her. Nowadays, many people seek second opinions from many different types of procedures in the medical world. I myself would also take the same route if my vehicle needed to have major work done. And although I have a great relationship with my mechanic, I would do some research and find another mechanic that has a great reputation and take my car to him or her as it would be for a second opinion. Not sure you agree with this. However, after hearing your show, I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring and put this out there as food for thought. Thanks for all you do, Mike. You know, Mike, I take no offense, and I'm really happy when I get emails like this. I'll tell you where my mind was at. The caller, and I can't recall her name, I just remember the car, because that's, I guess, what I do. I remember the car. Didn't have a relationship with a mechanic. It was, I remember talking to her, and she had taken it to one shop. I asked her who did the oil changes. It was Quick Lubes. It was this garage. It was that garage. The key piece that's missing from that puzzle to make it successful, she had no relationship with a mechanic. And I think that's something everybody's going to need going forward, a better relationship with a mechanic so that they know what they're told. They can count on it, and maybe they don't have to get that second opinion and spend more money. Something to think about. I love the questions, Mike. Thank Keep them coming. I'm Ron Anani, The Car Doctor. Until the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.